Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Julia Show for your Tuesday. We're being very productive today and we'll continue to do so for the duration of the program. Here on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. Okay, so um, speaking of entertainment, did anyone watch any of like Colbert, Fallon? Did you watch any late night last night? Did you catch Only anybody? watch what happens live. I okay. didn't. I didn't watch anybody. Which was fabulous. He, Celine Dion. Celine Dion. Yeah. Celine Dion. Anyway, um, it was, uh, who was it? It was. Um, believe it was Colbert. No, Colbert had Adam Driver on yes. for that movie the Marriage report. Story. Oh, and Marriage Story. Yeah, that's okay. what he was promoting. He wasn't even because the report, I don't know when that's coming out, but Marriage Story. Right. And I think it was Seth uh, Myers who had um, De Niro. Or, no, it was Kimmel. Sorry. They're all just oh, blending gosh. together. Well, we I, I watched them all this morning in between watching some other stuff. So Anyway, he comes out and he just turned 76 like the day before. All those guys, De Niro, they're all around the same age. Yes. Actually, I think Pacino's the oldest. Okay. He is going to delight us at the SAG Awards. Is that what we're going to get well, from this? Well, no. I mean, Scorsese, the Irishman, that's what he was promoting. Yeah, I know. Um, and, but he, I, he must have somebody else, or maybe because he's Marty Scorsese. Look, I'm calling him Marty. I don't know how he's pitching his own movies to get funding because when he was talking, oh, you said to Robert Kimmel, De Niro. Oh, so, sorry, yeah. So who who was on? Scorsese was on with Kimmel. Okay, and, but just talking about um, the, the movie, yeah. And he doesn't explain his movies very well for a guy who's it's for uh, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you just kind of think. Well, that's maybe why it's it was produced by. Well, that's Him. just funny. He, he is kind it. of an odd one. He's, he's funny. He he's, was kind of funny, and he yep. was like, he gets off on all these existential Yeah, he is kind of funny. Maybe I was kind of being Marty Scorsese I, like, I was in my introduction there. Do you want to see my Uber? When he was trying to explain you know the de-aging backwards CGI yeah. thing. Well, that's did. hard to explain, I think. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, or you could just say we just they, age they, backwards. They, yeah, we just aged backwards. New technology. New technology. I right. mean, something yeah, like they, that. They, it they was did the Benjamin Button on us. 
but not so good. Not so good. Not, <laughs> no. Apparently, that's one of the things that it might be similar to the the heaving cat bosoms from cats. Oh all the furry cats. Not gonna let that go. Are it's you? uncomfortable <laughs> to watch what really looks like wax sheen being put on everybody's faces, and then the CGI just ironing it out. Right. Because, kind of wild, though. Yeah, but I, we start it's using distracting. Real okay, here's what I want you to tell us instead mm-hmm. of this story. Okay. I want you to t- tell everyone your great idea that you told me yesterday about holograms. Because everyone oh. is in, you know, who wants to see Whitney Houston, a hologram? Who wants to see Billy Idol? Or who is, no, he's yeah. not dead no, yet, no, but no. who's who's the one? Roy Jimmy, Orbison. James Dean. Yeah, like you know, 15, yeah. So there's all yeah. this blah, blah, blah. Why do we need all these people who have passed to come back as holograms? We really don't. But you had a great no, it idea. Wasn't, it wasn't my idea. Oh. It, it, in Germany, there's a new circus and they do, you know, acrobatics. They do, they do everything that circuses do, but everything that is animal is done with holograms and lights. So the elephants, the horses, anything that's jumping through flames, Hoops the tigers—there oh. isn't a lion trainer anymore. It's all—it's all. It's all there might be a person out sure. there that's doing that or whatever, but it's all done with lights and magic and holograms. Because you still want to go to circus with the elephants and everything, but it is cruel, and we don't do that and anymore. And the trapeze artists—you know—kids love seeing that, and they have all the other things. But everything where there would be animals, it's holograms, and I lightning. think that. It's just such a great idea. That is a good use of holograms. Yes. That is a good use of I lights. think so. You know, that's a good use of um, special effects. <laughs> okay. And Lori, okay. You, I, but it's really I kind cool. Of, I just think, well, I think the, about any time you see a light display that's really cool at a at the holidays where people have, it looks like stagecoaches. Right. Or if you've ever seen the I parade saw, through Disney at Well, night. there's a show that was traveling with dinosaurs that did this yes. at the Excel when my kids were younger that we went to. That was great. Mm-hmm. So it is possible, but I just kind of like the idea with the circus. That's yes. a good idea. I like that one a lot. Yeah, there you go. So, well, we don't have time to talk about one thing that we were going to talk about. I'll just get you to weigh in on this. Okay. I want you to weigh in on this. Would you like to know? Yes. About what happened? Do, do, do you remember the movie Chinatown? You just remember it happened, but what it was about. I think... It was, it, was in, it was in San Francisco, uh, Faye Dunaway, which we, well, we just talked about Faye. I'm thinking of Network. Yeah. No, no I don't China even, Town. I don't know what it's about. I yeah. never saw it. Yeah. Early 70s. Yeah. yeah. Mid 70s. Yep. Okay. So they want to do a prequel <laughs> to Chinatown and it'll be David Fincher and Robert Town. Who? They're, they are, you know, you know who were they, guys are. I do, but were they involved at all with the original Chinatown? Or this is, was there a great character in Chinatown that they want us to use? <sighs> no, they just want to tell you about Jack Nicholson and Faye Dunaway's characters. Uh, Robert, Robert Polanski did Chinatown, the original, and Robert mm. Evans produced it. So these guys, David Roman Finch, Polanski. Ro- Roman Polanski. So mm-hmm. they want to do, they think people want to know. Uh, well, Donnie, it was more your era than ours, so would you want to know this? Not particularly, no. <laughs> it I, mean, sounds... I think it's a good movie, and it stands on its own. They didn't even need to do that stupid sequel, The Two Jakes. Oh. Well, well I didn't even... No. That uh, was... See, again, oh. this is all... Um, no. Uh, hey, I said yes. I spoke too soon. soon. You well, say no. 
I no, say no. I think people will, if they find it, they find it and it'll be just it based be like on an- if it's good or not. It's kind of like Goliath, the third season of Goliath. Very lightly, lightly, and in a bad writing way, ripped off the plot of Chinatown, which involves oh. stealing the city's water. Right. Just okay. to boil it. You know, I saw this story the other day. Did you ever notice that? You know, sometimes I wonder what would happen if... And now... Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. Okay, so you were talking about how golf was, you know, everyone needed to learn how to play golf to make deals. You know, well, in, in the hospitality yeah. industry that we were in, that was a lot of... I still think that golf scrambles and kind right. of things are happening. So I came across this story just today in um, Fast Company, which is a magazine and a website for new and innovative things, thinking, sales, marketing, yeah. everything, and new products. So today, the headline was Business Meeting 2.0, the new places and ways to connect with clients okay. and with your people. And what made me laugh mm-hmm. is the place that they are highlighting more than anything is Bolero, 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 a bowling alley. Oh, a bowling, bowling alley. alley. Yeah. Oh, okay. But it's pronounced, it's B-O-W-L-E-R-O, Bolero. How do you say that? Bolero? Say it, spell it again. B-O-W-L-E-R-O. Oh, there's one in... There's a bunch of... Yeah, yeah there's Blaine a Blaine, and, Eden Prairie, Brooklyn yeah. Park, Lakefield. It's Bolero. It's Bolero, probably. Bolero, yeah. What is it? It's is a it bowling a alley. Bowling? It's a regular bowling alley with an arcade, yeah. with all yeah. these other things that serves you gourmet burgers and yeah. beers and drinks. And it's a different way of um, having is, client experiences and being bowling. I guess I've been going to a Bolero. I know, but, you, for, but have you been doing business deals, Lori, while you were there? I biz- yes, Julia. I'm I'm, one of I'm helping people with sex. Okay. <laughs> How's that a business meeting? It's free. Them. It's free right business. Now. It's free right business. Now. I just love you. Yeah, I'm in the business you. of making everybody make more love. Isn't that a business? Remember, I'm a practical cavewoman. I know you are. So, but they're just saying instead of you know. Going out and having steak dinners and doing golf, that takes a long time. Yeah, like things. a place that's got bingo or meat right. raffle, and it's got things like uh, air, hockey air hockey and, and maybe some darts, uh, darts and, and then you got the laser bo- tag and bowling yeah. and amazing yeah, menus. Yeah. Because I think bowling, I am the I am so bad at Julia, it. I feel like but something's happening with the economy based on how many bowling teams left our league this year. That is my... Economic or, indicator. Okay, I'm going to give you another Eight one. Teams left. We went from 24 to 16 what, teams. Okay, can I give you That's my thing? Is it a demographic economy? issue? The, the economy only for 20 percent of the team. So 20 percent. It's a demo thing. They aged out. No, they live too far away. Okay, that's a big deal right now with driving in the twins. And last kind of. year, last winter, it rain, it snowed every Wednesday, right. according to Isn't my bowling buddies. But, but no, it's my theory, Donnie. It's 100% my theory because in all the years I've ever bowled, the only times that we lose a great amount of team has been just like that. So but I when wonder. You, but when you say it like that, that it it snowed every Wednesday last winter, that's kind of interesting because I felt that way for a while with golf this summer. It rained every Tuesday. That's because it did. I know. Because <laughs> we would sit in yeah. here. Yeah. There you go. Because mm-hmm. it's just kind of yeah. wild. But anyway, I think... Maybe it, more of it was weather related than I know. 
Well, because I wasn't bowling. It's a nightmare to have to drive. Oh, that far, yeah. No, if it's even, Mm -hmm. you know, more than 10 miles, it Mm -hmm. can be. And people find bowling alleys close to their home. Maybe what happened. Maybe that's what happened. Mm -hmm. They don't want to go. Well, anywho. So, what do I know about my theories? Nothing. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. I was just telling you. Right. That's what people need new ideas. Okay. So, um, the other things that are happening today. All right. You tell us. Have you? Okay, so I loved this during college when I couldn't afford to come home because I was after Duluth when I I went there one whole year, but mm-hmm. then I went to Arizona for a few years, and then I went to Hawaii. So every Thanksgiving I got to hang out with my buddies. Right. We would go skiing and park. You were City. doing Friendsgiving long before anyone else I was even loved it. it. Yes. I loved it because there was no drama, there was nothing to do. Dude. I couldn't afford to come home anyway, and we were perfect, all in the same boat. We'd go skiing or something. Excuse. It was too. perfect. Yeah. Right. Love it. So it's become Friendsgiving has mm-hmm. become more popular than Thanksgiving with the group of people between 18 and 38. I think once you have kids or your family's established and you've got family in town, you well, spend it with your family. Well, yeah. And if you hook up with somebody who's got a family, then then your family grows. Right. Yeah, exactly. And there's not yeah. out. You can't always get out of it. But people yeah. like it because they like to avoid pers- personal questions from their family. Yeah. Um, they feel less pressure to impress. They don't have to watch um, what they say at the dinner's table. They don't have to worry about offending a relative. Well, I would be pissed if my kids weren't, if we're all in the same town and they wouldn't spend Thanksgiving with me. Well, well yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, th- I think that's just for the right people. Yeah. yeah. But um, it's a nice alternative. I think it is. Marie Kondo, who we talked about yesterday, who um, said get rid of things if they don't spark joy. Mm-hmm. Uh, even And keep them if they spark joy, even if. You never use them? This is an announcement a year late. Yes, we knew about no, Marie Kondo a this year is brand ago. New. This is why I'm telling okay. you this. Yeah, this is new. Oh, this now is new. she's created yes. an online shop. Um, For so us you, to buy more stuff yes, that might, or exactly. might not spark joy? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> True. And Please. once you declutter your lives, you should go buy meaningful objects and have experiences and people, and you should buy them from Marie Kondo's online website. And she said, it's not about replacing the uh, items that you already have. I'm just sharing with you my list. So she has lovely things like uh, um, $206 leather room shoes. I don't know what room shoes are. Maybe they're slippers. They're slippers. $75 for a tuning fork. What? Uh Uh-huh. And and (laughs) clear crystal quartz that creates pure tones to help restore a sense of balance in your ears if you feel... Has she met Gwyneth Paltrow? Yeah, I know. I Uh did. Tuning we forgot fork. to talk about Gwyneth's uh, Christmas. I, I have that here. The fourteen hundred dollar BDSM kit. Do you want to know what's in it? Well, I mean, it better be a fancy crop, and it better be some kind of phallic I mean, that, something or other. There well, better they better be, have gold on them. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, it's kind of like and then well, she's kind of following toilet paper even... with a conscience was my favorite. Uh, okay, please. this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I wanted you to bring home for Casey, my brother, your husband, because he has a thing, you know, with TP. I, I, I don't know what you're talking about, and I refuse what? to engage in this kind of well, TMI conversation more. with you right now. Okay. You oh, know, man. maybe you mean somebody else who's looking for toilet paper with a well, conscience. Well, the bamboo, bamboo toilet paper. For $32 a roll, no thank you. <laughs> what? Okay. That's what it is. That, I couldn't <laughs> sleep with that on my conscience because I'd think, oh, that could be I can use a quarter, a well, corner to wipe myself. I, I could, I could, you. that could be a, you know, a weekly donation to something that could actually do good. I could not sleep. <laughs> yeah, $32 a, a roll. roll. Oh, a roll. That is ridiculous. Yeah. I think it is too. Yeah. Um, people are just as likely to buy their pets a Christmas present as they are their grandma. Sure. Yes. Yes, totally. The pets would be easier to buy for. Yeah. I think it's like 90% of pet owners. Okay, I'm making that up, but still, it's <laughs> we would close always to buy it. something new. That Shoe buy toys. their their pets. Uh, they have a pet stocking. They give them oh, something. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. absolutely. Oh, sure. My mom's dogs all have a stocking. My They're not as big Does as the kids. Does your dog have a stocking too, Donnie? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's mm-hmm. a thing. Mm-hmm. And you know, they're... They never return anything. They're happy with what they right, get. That's right. Oh, my gosh. They never have to fake their smile. <laughs> that's right. I still love a stocking. My mom so is the I. only... the only. No one does stockings for me. Yeah, I used to... Uh, yeah, I like my a mom, stocking. My mom, if, if I see her yeah. at Christmas, I get a stocking from her. That's Two so years decadent. ago, I got... Um, some Pond's cold cream, you know, some new socks, some lady razor blades. <laughs> That's so decadent, though, to do a stocking for an a adult. Glass. Oh, my mom does that for all her I kids. Isn't sweet. that sweet? Mm-hmm. Yes. It's just really just, she goes to Walgreens. It doesn't matter. It's effort. Yeah, it is, isn't it's it? It's effort. I yeah. think all about the holiday and stuff. It doesn't matter what you pay. It doesn't matter. You True. could think of a creative thing with thing. just... That you could get at the dollar store yeah, like and you, for somebody if you needed it's to effort. put together. It's like put together a scavenger hunt or put yeah. together a poem or put yeah, together. It's true. effort. I think that's the biggest thing in relationships, too, is showing effort one way or another. Can I tell you about your brother, the art buddy? Oh. So he's got a little girl that he's working with. He was working with a boy, though. I know, but that little boy changed schools. Remember, these are kids that are in transition. Oh, yeah, oh, no. just might have whatever going on. And... But he is, you know, he's kind of out of his comfort zone because with him, he's always been used to like roughhousing with yes. kids or doing sports. Yes. This is crafting. And he said to me, he <laughs> said, his fingers fit in the, in the no, scissors. He said to me, every kid I've worked with loves the glue gun. And there hasn't been one Monday that I haven't been burned by the glue gun. No. <laughs> <laughs> but the, yeah. Because they're uh, making their superpower costumes. Yeah. And his, uh, the little girl, she's going to be a fashion fox. I love she loves that. fashion and she loves foxes. That's so what they do. So they're working on it, but it involves a glue gun. <laughs> glue gun. 
Glue gun. So Who doesn't love a glue gun? Yeah. Right. Let's just ask Alexa. For hanging out with us. Well, we're delighted. We have Jodine Harris on the phone with us. And Jodine, I met your sister Robin at like this potluck food hall thing at um, Rosedale, the open yes. house. We were eating our Betty yeah. and Earl's biscuits and she's like, oh, you know, I yeah. listen to your show and she said, my sister has this really cool organization and we would just love to get the <laughs> word out about what you do. And I said, well, what does she do? And she's like, she does this things with, uh, you know, horses called Gates of Hope. And so anyway, I, look, I bet she was shocked that I reached out to her. I bet she didn't believe me. Yeah. Well, that's really exciting. I'm glad that you did. Yeah. So, yeah, we have our. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, us, we want to know what you do because Julie and I were just, I said, <laughs> I really don't know anything other than I met Robin, the sister. Yes. <laughs> and she's really great. Um, yes, Gates of Hope is a nonprofit organization. We are an equine assisted therapy and learning center. What we do is we work with individuals and groups and we put them in with our horses or we work with the horses and individuals. Um, the horses will help people engage in kind of their own healing process. If they have emotional or behavioral kind of challenges, mm-hmm. um, the horses will help because they have such a special ability to be insightful and to be in tune with what's happening, uh, horses have this characteristic that they can um, kind of mirror sometimes what we do. They can also help us in kind of our own behavioral kind of modification. We work with children. We work with adults. We work with veterans. Um, we actually have a veterans event coming up this Saturday, November 23rd from mm-hmm. 10 until 2. Um, and, you know, when you're working with the military, a lot of them are dealing with the effects of trauma. Right. And trauma is very difficult for veterans to kind of work through. They, you know, uh, have been going through a lot of PTSD, a lot of anxiety, a lot of addictions and different things like mm-hmm. that. But the horses can help with that. They help in the healing process and they help with the solutions and they strengthen their coping skills, their resiliency. And so when we're working with the horses and the veterans, a lot of times the horses will help them calm down and be very present because the horses need people to be very present, especially when you're working with a 1,200-pound animal. Right. You you kind of need to be right there. Yes. Um, But a lot of times for a lot of people, whether it's addictions or for trauma or anxiety, different things, we have this this hardwired kind of thing um, about trusting people. And when we go into traditional therapy, sometimes trusting the therapist or trusting someone else to talk to about some of our our very personal mm-hmm. challenges is very hard. And when we enter in with the horses, the horses connect that bond and there isn't as much of a trust issue there just because they're this animal that can't talk back, um, they can't tell somebody else their secrets or some of those kind of things. And so there is this trust that that is not, you know, the barrier is not there. I never it's even thought about well, that. Well, you think about, you know, because there's been, Aspect we were talking about service dogs and their mm-hmm. work with PTSD. Mm-hmm. If I'm saying, mm-hmm. um, you know, the vets and how that's something that there isn't funding for and how they really calm down around the animal. And I've tried all this t- other type of therapy and horses have a whole different thing that they give people the calmness and everything. And you've heard this about horses. It's, it's really a cool that's program really- that you have. 
It's really Absolutely. cool what you guys do. How long have you been, um, Jodine, working with the horses? Well, I've been working with horses since I've been very small. Um, but the Gates of Hope program is about four years old. And uh, like I said, we, we are a nonprofit, and we started it as a nonprofit so that we could take in grants and funding, donations, and different things so that mm-hmm. we can offer the services, especially for our veterans free. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And yeah, and you're in, they you're, do. Go ahead. And, and I, I was just going to say that, you know, they've, they've done so much for us. So that, that was one of the reasons why we want to, you know, give back to them and, and be able to help them through some of their struggles. Um, we are located in Rice, Minnesota, which is north of St. Cloud. Okay. okay. Yeah, I was wondering. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we have a huge indoor arena that we work with, so it gives us a nice space, you know, in in inclement weather and some of those kind of things. We also have an outdoor arena and, and, you know, utilize kind of an obstacle course at different times. And Jody, since you've been there, um, I know that you guys have an event this Saturday, and we'll talk about that, but Mm -hmm. since you've been um, working with the horses, have you noticed personally, have you worked with any of the people that have come through that you've seen some really cool changes in some of the people that have gone through the program? Yes, absolutely. Can you share I some, something you a with us without a name? Well, tell us one. Um, sure, absolutely. Um, well, we've we've had kind of a very recent one that was really interesting, and we had um, a young adult working with some challenges, and so we, we kind of put the horse in there, and she had, you know, a very difficult week. And we we had her walk up with one of the horses and greet one of the horses and and I I just wanted her to spend some time with that horse, just kind of relaxing and kind of regrouping herself. And I told her I said just ask the horse whatever whatever you want, and see what kind of answers that horse can give you, which is you know kind of crazy when you think right, about it. Yes. Yes. But for me, I. I stand back and I just observe the horse and that tells me how authentic the person is being. That tells me what's going on for them mm-hmm. because horses, a lot of times when they lick and chew, they roll their eyes, some of those kind of things, that's telling me they're releasing some of the tension and they pick up on the tension that we have. So when the horse is doing that and this person is relaxing, then I know because I'm watching the horse do it. Mm-hmm. And so one of the questions, it was, it was really interesting and she didn't tell me the question until afterwards, but I watched the horse just kind of wrap his head around her, and she went to pet him, and he started licking her hand. And so afterwards, I did, you know, kind of ask her how that went, and she said that was really great. She goes, you know what? She goes, I was asking, what do I do when someone comes up to me very bitterly? Hmm. And she said the horse reached around and started licking her hand and telling her, to approach them with love. Mm. Oh, wow. That's sweet. And it was just amazing because, you know, that was her metaphor. That was her insight. And mm-hmm. that was so powerful for her. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can't train the horse to do those kind of things, right. you know, on command. And I didn't know the question that she had asked or anything until afterwards, but it was just a phenomenal way for her to get some of the answers that she was needing. That's really cool. That's it a is. cool story. We're talking with um, Jodine in um, its Gates of Hope, which is in Rice, Minnesota, a little bit north of St. Cloud. And they work with people mm-hmm. all different. Um, it's assisted therapy and learning. Yeah. And the mil- well, you know what is interesting, too? And I don't know that I've ever really seen this, but it, 
I think at least Julia and I are watching, and other people probably are watching Stumptown. Mm-hmm. And the main character, mm-hmm. she has flashes. Sometimes it'll just be a sound or a certain trigger of lights, and she'll have a flashback, and you you to know be, she's having PTSD. Yeah, I guess I've war. never really seen like how how that easily that can be triggered, having not had any of my own experience right. with that. And right. I, and I think oh, and she drinks this character. That's how she kind of you okay. know deals deals with um, having it's so jarring. And so I guess right. I, I wouldn't even have thought you know how sometimes even just talking to somebody is difficult to say the words. Whereas like with an animal, the right. no judgment. Well, there's right. nothing that will be said back except for you can just look into the animal's eyes and you know feel something. Or they do right. something. That's and it's very the powerful. Way, it's way, we had horses on our farm uh-huh. when we were a younger period in our life. And I remember how Beauty, she was our Shetland, and how her nostrils would flare. My little sister and I would always go, her nostrils are flaring. But you just watch the way she would breathe. Yeah. And her nose would flare and, and how much she liked you. And they put their nose down if yeah. they want you there. And I horses are amazing. This is a really cool program. And I'm glad you shared it with us. And so tell us again. Yeah. So you have... Um, something going on this Saturday afternoon. Um, it's a veteran event this Saturday, November 22nd from 10 to 2. Tell us what mm-hmm. people can expect at November the event. 23rd. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, well, again, it is, you're right, it is November 23rd from 10 until 2. We're going to be doing some demonstrations. We will ask for some volunteers. Yeah. You know, certainly we won't try to delve into too, you know, right. Right. depth when there's other people around. Um, we do have some uh, local businesses that will be providing some food. We yeah. have um, people that are going to be providing, you know, for vendors and things, some pottery and different things for people to kind of um, to kind of look at. We had one gal that is actually putting our logo on some of her pottery mugs for us, so that's pretty cool. But with the with the demonstrations, we will be kind of working with the horses and having people do some group activities Mm -hmm. so that they can learn to work as a group because we do work in groups also. Um, And so we'll, we'll be kind of demonstrating how the horses and how we read the horses, how we utilize the horses in helping people gain some of those insights, build their strengths, build their confidence. Um, You know, we, we watch it with some of the children with our summer um, day camp when the kids come out, when they're dealing with autism ADHD, anxiety, you know, attachment disorders, you know, a lot of those kind of things. And a lot of those kids, you know, focusing on something is really hard for them. Mm -hmm. And so we'll put them out there and we'll put a hula hoop around the kids and, you know, say, okay, you know, this is one of our our (laughs) games that we play or activities. And we'll put the horse out there and we'll say, okay, you can walk up to the horse, but only if the horse is looking at you. Because a lot of times they miss some of those social oh, cues. Interesting, yeah. so yeah. true. And so, right? Yeah, and so if the kids are flipping those hula hoops around, of course the horse is walking away, saying, "No way, I'm not doing that." Right. So it helps them in their self regulation. Yeah. So that they have to kind of calm themselves, and then they have to start focusing. Is that horse looking at me? Right. And then you know they they gain that that confidence, and they start watching. They start focusing. It's... They get to go up to the horse and pet the horse. Yeah, and then we kind of graduate that to 
where we'll have people standing in the arena and the kids can walk up to the person, but only if they're smiling. So we start fine tuning. Yeah, that's interesting. I love that. Jodine, how do people find out more information about Gates of Hope? Do you want them to go to Facebook or do you have a website? Because we got to get going. Okay. We, We have a Facebook site. It's called Gates of Hope. We also have a website. And that website is under the Sandy Knoll Farm, which is the name of our farm, but it's www.sandyknollfarm, all lowercase, .weebly.com. Oh, we're we're just going to go to Gates of Hope on Facebook. Gates of Hope (laughs) plus Rice Lake, Rice, Minnesota, because there's a couple of them. uh, And the open house is this Saturday. Thank you so much. Bye, Jodine. Thank you very much. Okay, listen, we come back. We're going to do a little Hollywood speaking. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. So, what are you trying to say? Hollywood! Hollywood's begin! What is the meaning of this? Meaning of this, Joy, I think you're going to know this. Uh, a source tell, tells E! News this. They were asked about, E! News uh, asked about, you know, did Miley Cyrus break up with Cody Simpson? And uh, uh, they got this. They're still together, of course, and he makes her very happy. Um, this is about... They are fine and still dating. Sounds very boilerplate. No one yeah, knows they'll anything. They'll be broken up within a month. Didn't we yeah. say this? That oh, it was yeah. going to be less than she 60 She can't days? talk right now. Yeah. She's not going to do anything. Which I thought would extend their relationship a little She's bit. She's bored with them. Yeah. He's not as good looking as the other one that she was married to on and off for 10 years. Yeah. He's younger. He's immature. I don't know. She. You know. Yeah. She's, she can't make up her mind about anything right now. It's She's coming. done with this one. It's coming. She just doesn't have to say the words she yet doesn't. to him. Because she's on vocal. Right. And Rest. she's busy and she's resting. Yeah. And it's it's a perfect way to say you're still dating when you're in Tennessee and the boyfriend's in L.A. Yeah. I mean, that's so easy to say you're Absolutely. dating. Some people do it while they're married. There you, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> we live here, but we're going there. Okay. Uh, Julia, answer the question. Um, Prince Andrew's first class ticket on the lack accountability express will be over when Charles is king. <laughs> Well, this is something that's been mulling around for a while, is that Prince Charles, about five years ago or so, thinks the monarchy needs to tighten up. And that means who's in the loop of... Remember, they cut the the royal... The royal... The wrapping. The wrapping of money. The royal wrapping of money. About five years ago or so, Beatrice and Eugenie lost their security that's right remember Mm -hmm. because they're They're tightening up they're on the outer loop and they get to stand on the other balcony right um you know there's rules there's a high royal wrapping hierarchy and they are being disrupted and now they think he has wanted to tighten the strings and he will be king soon prince charles has Mm -hmm. and he will be king soon and there's (gasps) julia knock on wood yeah be careful well i don't mean that but i mean this is coming 
You know, in is 20 it? years, within the next 20 years, okay? Jeez, okay. oh, I'm just trying to, okay, but it will be happening. <laughs> yes, I know, I know, we know. Um, they've got the plan in place. Yeah. And when he does, there's been a lot of murmuring because of how the monarchy is being received in modern day times that maybe the extended family, like Andrew... Well, he is the favorite son of the queen. Well, he's covered, he's protected now. I don't know if, I think that this scuttlebutt that he, he is really, he's a flawed man and he had a very flawed uh, presence of mind to decide to sit down for 50 minutes with the BBC. He has had a problem, but it's just been on the slow boil. Yeah, he's a, he's. Ever since Vanity Fair did this in-depth explosive story, you can still find it online, 2011, The Trouble with Andrew. And it was all about his Epstein relationship. And that was 2011. So this is simmered and simmered and simmered. And like he said, I don't regret my relationship with him because it brought me contacts with a lot of wealthy people, quote unquote. He didn't say wealthy people, but it brought me into contact. I mean, it was, And he talked about sex as a positive act that one yeah. may or may not remember because it's good to be a man and experience a positive act. I mean, it was so it was many so bad. WTH. But I do think the reason why Beatrice and Eugenie are still included in so much is because they're such good friends with Harry and William. William. Okay, well, here's another one then. Prince Charles landed in New Zealand for official royal visit yesterday and a family source... Tells uh, the London Times that they predict he was bloody furious about Andrew's laughably bad interview with the BBC overshadowing he ne- his visit. Yeah, I, I think as an older brother, I would just say, what the heck is wrong with you? And who gave you? I'm sure there was a lot of yelling. Yeah. Well, not sure if it was from a restaurant and the uh, cell phone. Hi. All I have to say is, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Dad. Thank good. you. Very, I very clever the way you snuck that in. Okay, so here we go. Um, Twitter got its claws sharpened on cats today with that full length um, uh, trailer that got posted oh, today. I mean, what do you? What's your question? What do you want me to? The, the question speak? is: Taylor shimmying her cat boobs is truly the strangest thing you'll see today. Um, I'm going to Hollywood speak that, and I'm going to say, you're right. You're right. I know it. But I still kind of want to be hopeful about it. But so creepy. It is, but it See might be. Taylor as a furry. Listen, it's not a furry. Cats are furry. But we've seen people, if it was dogs, it might be a little funnier, but... <laughs> Well, I mean, I did like Harry Tyler, Harry Styles, Styles turning dog. into a dog. It's and very funny. Uh, Listen, this to- could be just genius, and we don't know about it. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> Donnie, take a look at that. Yeah, I, I'm looking at it um, right now. I still- Mark Malkin just called uh. Judy Dench giving us J-Lo in Hustlers because she looks like the cowardly lion, Judy Dench. <laughs> and she really, really does. And Jennifer Hudson looks like Scaredy Cat. Idris Elba looks like oh, brown cat. What is? Yeah, that? they're ter- it's a he's terrible. He's naked, but he's in brown velour fur. No, yeah, it's with bad. A fedora with a fedora. Yeah. It's making me so. <laughs> it's funny. I do like well, Taylor tapping out the catnip out of a coke can. Yeah, I saw that. Bedazzled. It's kind of. 
It's, we'll see. Okay, move on. What's okay, the next move one? Move on. Here's yes, the other one. The okay, one? Uh, here's uh, Harry Connick Jr. Frank Sinatra was completely okay. inappropriate with. He recalled an unpleasant experience with Frank Sinatra when he was completely inappropriate with his then girlfriend and now wife, model Jill a- Goodacre. And how we know her is she was the first and the best. I think. Victoria's Secret model. She was, she was the original. That is really a good She was the back. first and the best. So what happened is um, Harry Connick Jr. was dating Jill Goodacre, and um, and Frank Sinatra was in the audience. And he said he wanted to sing for everybody, but he got so nervous that he blanked out the words. And I completely forgot the words, Harry Connick Jr. says. I was with my wife, then my girlfriend, and we saw Frank at the... At the lift, and I said, we should go. I need to explain myself. So he went over to Frank Sinatra yeah. to try to apologize why I blew up your song, because that was his genre, you know, the right. oldies. Yeah, he did. The classics. And um, it was Fly Me to the Moon, and mm-hmm. Frank Sinatra completely ignored him and homed in on his girlfriend, as one would. from And the, gave her a kiss? And the Victoria's Secret what? thing, and said... Uh, and Harry's like, come on, I'm I'm sorry, I'm much I'm much better than what you saw. And then he took my wife, held her face, his girlfriend, in his hands, yeah, yeah, yeah. and my, yeah, you're beautiful, and kissed her on the mouth, and that's that. That's a mob move. I've never been able to sing for him again. It was <laughs> probably unacceptable then. It was a situation where it has an it was an interesting thing he said. I well, think yeah. my affection for him yeah. in the context made it absolutely hilarious because he idolized Frank Sinatra and then he comes and he couldn't sing and he was too nervous and then he tries to apologize and the guy grabs his wife, well, holds her face and kisses her on the lips. Chairman of the board. After absolutely. <laughs> but still, oh, wow. I love that we know this now. It's a good story. Now we have no doubt that